Welcome to Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I'm Kirsten Galfan, your host. I started my company, Fitness Inspired, in 2008. I have my master's degree in exercise science. And yeah, I started my company with the mission and the vision of making changes you love to live with. And I'm so excited to continue doing that every single day. And I'm going to be here weekly with your dose of inspiration, applications, strategies, and tips to make changes you love to live with. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Jared. How are you? I am well, Kirsten. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcast. I am so excited. Well, I am so honored to have you uh, on here. The podcast it's been going for a while now. I'm over a hundred episodes. Like I don't even know what number I'm on right now. And I just love connecting with people in this way. So I find myself like, this is what I did with you. You're my neighbor at the bus stop. You know, you're telling us about drum roll. We'll tell you in a second, but I'm like, we need to talk more. People need to hear this story. And I am just excited that you're here. So Jared is my neighbor. Um, and our kids go to the same school. So we see each other long time. No, see, I just saw you earlier today. Uh, and we both are, I can tell by just the little bit amount of time I met you, we're into empowering people and in different ways. And we're both into athletics and fitness as well. And we even with the help of another um neighbor did a fun run in our neighborhood recently that was amazing i mean we had where we met at the bus stop and just like hey what if we did like a little fun run in the neighborhood and i was like expecting oh yeah that's a great idea but you came at it with like this energy that was like oh we're gonna do this and this is gonna be awesome and it turned out incredible it was it far exceeded what my expectations were it was it was awesome See, that is so amazing. So he, you know, he asked the question, do you have something like this? Because we're both new to the neighborhood, but you're even more new than we are. And I was like, no, but let's do it. And it was so much fun. And now it's going to be an annual event, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Jared, tell us, I want to give you a standing ovation first of all for putting your work out into the world congratulations this is your first book right it is it's taken a long time but this is my first children's book and it's the first of many to come it was a project that i started with my kids just reading stories at night and kind of Somebody behind my back took the story to some people that were kind of in the book industry and said, read this story. And they said, you've got to get this book out. You've got to write stories. This is your calling. And it was all that, the positivity that's come from this. And I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm writing more stories. And I, I'm, I never expected the, like the, the, the positive feedback and the endorsements from people who have read it and they're like, I love it. So it's like, I'm, Gonna keep going with it. Oh, that's awesome. So this book is called The Roughest Day. And your illustrator, shout out to your illustrator, uh Allison. How do you say your last name? 
Orden. Yeah, she yeah. did a phenomenal job as well. And I just read, well, we've read it a couple times. And at the end of this podcast, we're going to have my daughter Addison read it, which is going to be so fun. That's going to be awesome. So fun. But you kind of answered one of my first questions already, but I'm going to ask for a little more detail. So I just wondered kind of what got, like what ignited in your spirit to want to write a children's book? Like how did that come out of you? It was um, a combination of things. So I've, my grandpa, who's actually in the book, is the chickadee in the book. That's a that's a spoiler. Um, he um, was a great storyteller. It didn't matter if he was taking garbage to the curb. He would come back. And it wasn't, oh, I took garbage to the curb. There was some kind of adventure that happened to it. Or something happened. And I yeah. kind of got that um, ability, that talent to do that from him. And... One day um, we went to a bookstore and we were trying to find books and it's like, well, we already have this one, this one, uh, Harlow doesn't really like that. Or this one that doesn't really fit. So I just started making up stories on my own. And one day Harlow was really sick. It was the middle of the night and I was holding her and I just kind of looked at her and I was kind of in awe. And I had thought, you know, how was it that I got to this point? where I'm holding this, you know, four-year-old girl who's sick. And, mm-hmm. and it just came out to all these events that I remembered that led me to where I was at. And I was like, you know, some bad things lead to good things. And that's where I started writing the story. Yeah. And I mean, I read lots of children's book because I have little kids. Uh, and I just love, love, love the theme of that. Exactly. Like that is a theme in this book. And you just said it in a way that like resonates with parents and this book is written so well to have that same like theme resonate with little kids. Mm -hmm. Like the last two pages, I was about to like get choked up about it because it's so true. Uh, We can kind of rush through life. Uh, at least I can, I can kind of rush through life sometimes and to really see that, okay, maybe this, this wasn't the roughest day. So and it's funny that you say that you rush through the day on the very last page. There is a guy, a man, old man holding a sign that says, pace yourself. Yeah. That is my grandpa. That is his, has been his model. He passed away last year, the day after Thanksgiving. But whenever he talked to you, it didn't matter if it was a stranger or whatever, he always ended the conversation with pace yourself. You, mm-hmm. you rush into things, you rush things, mm-hmm. and then the fun is over. It's you, you miss the, the fun stuff in life if you just just rush through everything and, and, and not pay attention to your surroundings. And so he was a huge supporter of this and I had to, I had to find a way to get him in there to, to give kind of accolades to pace yourself. And that this book has kind of been like that. I wanted this book out so bad, but I just remember him saying, pace yourself, don't rush it. 
let a good book come out. And yeah, that's so it's funny that you say that because that's why that's in there. So I needed that. Like I needed that reminder. And thank you for the backstory. How fun. How fun is that? And it's true. Like you don't notice the opportunities for fun as much when you're like got your tunnel vision on. But then if you're like, if you're paying attention and pacing yourself, I'm going to remember that I might need to write it on my wall or my mirror. All the little stuff that's in your, in your peripheral that you just, you take time to stop and look and it's like, Oh, I would have never noticed that. Or I would have never. Yeah. And, and then, and then with the story, you know, it's kind of, kind of similar is, you know, there's always things, bad things are going to happen. And if you just sit and focus on all the bad stuff that happens, you never see the good stuff that resulted from that. There's that we all have something that bad happens. And it usually seems like it's not just one thing. It's one thing after another, after another, and after another. And if you dwell on that, like all this bad stuff happened, then you don't realize, well, a lot of those bad things actually led to something really good that you weren't even expecting to happen, which is one of the things that happened to me. I mean, that what happens to everybody, but there's so many moments in my life where I look back and wow, this happened, this happened, this, and that was terrible. But if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be here or be where I'm at now, or this would have never come to fruition. But I think kids need to understand bad things happen and it's okay to not want bad things to happen, but to accept that, you know, the positive, the great things that can come out of it. Yeah. It's so awesome. And you do it in a way that's like so age appropriate and perfect for kids. And I love also the connection between the little girl and then the puppy too. That connection is so huge. And that's another theme that I feel like we need more than ever is to exactly know that it's not just me going through this hard thing. We all have our own like version of that. Yeah. And you can, you can recognize somebody and say, am I going to project the, the negative energy from me that I'm experiencing onto somebody else who might be having a a bad day or bad week. And it's like, that's not going to help them. You know, I can put aside what's going on with me to try to help somebody else out to feel better. And sometimes that can kind of turn things around for you as well. Hey, hey, thanks for listening. I wanted to introduce to you a few of my friends who are also entrepreneurs, small businesses, who I think are making a great impact. Here they are. Hi, I'm Beth with The Grounded Canary. For as long as I can remember, I have loved sitting at the feet of others. Miracles happen there in that space of compassion and connection. When hopes, dreams, pains, and loss can be expressed and shared, life changes. This is how I see my role as your life coach. I'm here to be present and to reflect you back to yourself without judgment. We all could use less of that, couldn't we? I see you. And I would love to come alongside you to see you fly. Check out thegroundedcanary.com for more information. Take care. Hi, I'm Maren Walseth with Elevating Leaders. Are you striving for more in 2021? Do you need to pivot yet again, but aren't sure which move is the right move to make? I'm a business and leadership coach. I partner with business owners to design a one-page plan 
nailing down objectives, strategies, and action plans to elevate their business. I want to support you as you upgrade your skills to elevate your life. Find me at marnwalseth.com. That's M-A-R-E-N-W-A-L-S-E-T-H. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Hi, I'm Amy Hovey, your Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today at 989-772-0153. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Sweet. Let's get back to our conversation. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. So I, you said it was a long, it felt long for you to getting this first book out and you remembered what your grandpa said, pace yourself and have fun with it. And so tell us a little bit about that. So maybe we're listening to this podcast and we're thinking, I have no desire to write a children's book, but there's something else that's inside of you like wanting to come out. And I want to like encourage everyone to say like, what is it? Like there is something. And then so we can relate it to your situation, but what, so what was it like for you, the process as far as um, not the logistics, but your idea for the story? And then how did it, come out to now this legacy that you have and that your kids have. I'm so excited for you. So just tell me the pathway for that. Yeah. So, um, actually I had a notebook and I just, stories would come to me and I would write stories down and I'd write ideas down everywhere I would go. I had got this little notebook. And if I see something that kind of inspires me, which most more times than not, it's my kids, my children. If you can just sit back and watch. You can learn so much from them. Just not becoming better parents, but just like looking how they view life and be like, man, I remember when I was a kid. Everything was kind of carefree. And it's nice to kind of go back to that sometimes. And I would take notes down and I see my daughter does this. And actually the the first story that I wrote was, um, and I cannot wait to get this one out, um, was Harlow Saves a Bumblebee. And Mm -hmm. I watched her when her cousin playing in a little kiddie pool and this big, the biggest bumblebee I've ever seen in my life just comes in and crashes right in the pool. And her cousin jumps out of the pool and screaming and Harlow. And I think she was maybe three at the time grabs her little scuffle or a little shovel scoop thing and picks it up, grabs it, puts it on a flower and she just looks at me and I was like didn't that scare you and she's like no it's just the sad bumblebee and huh. like you know it was she was so brave and it wasn't here's a bumblebee it's gonna hurt her it's this bumblebee needs help and so I wrote the story for that and then that kind of snowballed to okay what else you know can we come up with and then um my illustrator who was wonderful I met with her last year September and I said these are the stories I have Okay. What do you think? And she read them all and she said, I want to do all the illustrations. So that was like the snowball that kind of got it going. Uh-huh. And she, I said, is there a story that really sticks out to you? And she's like, I love them all. And we kind of thought, well, 
a lot of times parents are looking at books, what's a story that really could, they could resonate with, and then what can we do? The illustrations, it's going to pick both of their, the children's and the parents' eyes, and that's how we came up with The Roughest Day, and it was just, once I had an illustrator and I had the support, yeah, I was like, I want to get this done. I want to get this done. But that was kind of the whole pace yourself. It's yeah. got to take time. The books, you know, they, they don't come out in a day or a week. It, mm-hmm. it takes that for illustrations and the proofread. And yeah, it was after that, it's just been day by day, week by week, month by month, and just kind of getting the process and meeting and, and talking over things and planning the party for the, for the book release. Oh, yeah. yay! That is just so cool. And I think it's neat in your story. And I find so many times in my life when I've done something that maybe I was a little nervous to do, it was the first time I was doing it. And I'm so, so, so thankful for someone that like, says, no, Kirsten, you can do this. Like, this is awesome. Like, wow. Like your illustrator did for you. And like the person that was like, uh, affirming the stories and you had it modeled, uh, by your grandpa. Is this the same grandpa, the two stories you told me, or is this a different person? So the, the, my grandpa that tells stories that told great stories, um, it's a different grandpa that was on my mom's side and he's, and he, um, so he's the chickadee in the story. He loves. Oh yes, yes, yes. And actually, he told me a story about um, a chickadee that he made friends with that would eat out of his hand, and he always had stories about that. And I was like, okay, he's got to be in it. But you know, one of one of the things that um, really helped me with this is having a good support team. I, 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 you know, it's I can look at the book and say I've got a published book, and I love the story, but the support that I've had behind us. Oh my gosh. I was able to drown out the naysayers. I've had some people that were not so on board, not so keen with the idea. Oh, you know what? Nobody reads books anymore. You know, that's kind of a waste of time. Why would you want to do that with the awesome support team that were well, my wife, my kids, family and friends, I was able to drown them out and just keep moving forward. And now I'm looking at this and had I, listen to those people, I would not be sitting, holding a book that's got my name on it with my ideas. And people who have read it are like, I love this book. I love it. It was kind of start off as, you know what, I'll have a book published and it's got my name on it. And it's, that's fine. And, but they have people say, no, I really enjoy this. I can relate to this. It's like that put me over the moon. Yeah. I know. And I love the thought that you and your illustrator had that pick a book that's going to resonate with both the parents and the kids. Like, I always appreciate that. Even like the latest Disney movie or the latest like kid movie that I've seen uh, with my kids. It's I love when the writers put a little something in for the parents to to laugh at or to appreciate as well. Uh, so I think that was super smart. And also, uh, just knowing that you're like a dreamer and a visionary oftentimes I'm a dreamer and a visionary as well. And sometimes with, I'm like stereotyping a little bit, but often, or sometimes it can happen. Someone with big ideas, which is 
awesome. So important. Thank you for putting like your amazing big ideas into the world. Uh, but sometimes we can get tired. The naysayers can like, we can start to give up, be like, this is taking too long. Uh, and so would you say your support system or, you know, thinking of this mantra about pacing yourself, have fun, what really helped you on the days where you're like, maybe this isn't going to work, or maybe I'm doing all this work for nothing. Like, did you ever have days or moments that you thought like that or no? I, there's times where I'm not going to lie. I, there's times where like the book was going through the process, um, seeing the pictures. I'm like, this is great. And then I think, you know, there are so many people out there putting books. They're trying to do the same thing I am. And there's so many people that fail at it. There's so many people that, that give up and I'm trying to compete now against, you know, some fantastic books and, and characters that have already have a fan base. There's books out there that have been out for a while. But then I think of like um, the authors for like uh, Pete the Cat and yeah. uh, Pig the Pug. Like they didn't, the, the author for Pete the Cat, he was selling books out of his car before somebody said, we want to, to put your books in, in, in stores. We want to represent you. And I might not ever reach that goal, but I made it my goal to have a book with my name on it. That was just, I, I thought that for me is going to be good enough. That is going to be a goal to just say, I've got a published book and it's going to be able to be in my kids' hands and my grandkids and my great grandkids. And they say, Hey, you know, your grandpa, your great grandpa did this. Um, but like kind of the, the journey of where it's going now is way more than what I thought. And it's so much fun to kind of like experience looking on Amazon and think, Oh my gosh, I've sold 60 books and I'm getting great reviews. And that kind of helped me, kind of look back and say, you know what? I'm glad I just didn't say, you know what? Never mind. Let's just not do this. And it was really a lot of positive feedback from family and kind of re remembering, you know, a lot of great authors and a lot of good authors didn't sell a thousand books or a you know, hundred books on their first book. And it took some time to come out. So That's right. just kind of remembering that. Yeah. I think you're so smart to have those, those things in your back pocket and to say like the Pete, the cat author, I did not know that. And that's so inspirational. I, whenever I hear a story like that, I'm like, thank goodness that author didn't give up. Like, thank goodness you didn't give up when a naysayer or two was like, that is a silly idea, Jared. Like, what are you think? Who do you think you are? Right. Yeah. So, um, I am so impressed and glad that you put this amazing book out into the world, The Roughest Day, and I'm excited for your next books. How can we get, well, I already have mine, and then we're going to have you sign it and have Addison read it. Uh, I've got people that I, that because I was promoting on Facebook, and then there are people yeah. who are sending me messages. I don't know you, but <laughs> I will buy your book. And how can we get you to sign it? <laughs> it's like, awesome. wow. Hey, if you bought the book, I will 
you tell me where you live or where I will drive to your house and sign it. If you like, if you, you love it that much, that makes this is a podcast. This is going to go out to the whole world. So they can message, they can find your Facebook group maybe, and then they can send it to you and then you'll sign it. So what's your Facebook group for this? So, um, there's actually, so there's two Facebook pages. Um, the one is both of them under just my name, Jared Zank, E-R-E-D-Z-A-N-K. And, um, the page that the Facebook that follows my stories has Winston and the cover right on there. You, you see it and it's like, Oh, I know what that is. Um, yeah. that's right on that Facebook page. And then to get the book, because I decided to self publish, um, Amazon's got a great system for people who want to write books and self publish. And it's so right now you can only find it on Amazon and okay. you just, they go on to Amazon, type the roughest day and it pops up and there it is. And it's, it's kind of funny. I, I, somebody told me, Oh, your book for new stories about dogs. It's at number 14. And I'm like, what? And I typed in, look, I'm like, well, I'm at number seven. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Like there's my book is like, like in the top 10 for new releases about children's books with dogs. And yeah. Well, that was, yeah, that was actually pretty exciting to see that. And, and yeah, so if you type in on Amazon, it's going to pop up. Awesome. The roughest day and it's spelled R-U-F-F-E-S-T and type it in Amazon. You've got to get this book. It is so great. Um, and Addison's going to read it to us. Yeah. At the end of this podcast and you've been seeing my puppy. Um, he's been uh, listening to this whole podcast interview too. Say hi. Say hi, Amber. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much, Jared. This was super fun. And when the next, I mean, I will know, I will know when that next book is coming out and we'll do this again because I loved hearing the backstories and, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just so inspired right now and being inspired is meaningful to me. Like be in good energy. Like you said earlier, it makes a big difference. Well, just, you know, being around you and seeing, you know, your, your positivity and your energy, it's, it's contagious. I'm going to tell you that right now, like every, you know, that to go to the bus stop, like bus stop every morning and it's, <laughs> you know, it, that, that positive energy is, is awesome. but. If, and if they also, if um, your listeners yeah. if you find me on Facebook, um, the next story we're doing is called Harmony. And okay. we will periodically post thumbnails of the pictures. Um, we're going to have a few pictures of the characters coming up probably within the next oh, month, I'm guessing. And mm-hmm. so you'll get a first look at the next story that we're doing, Harmony. That's awesome. And it's this is just so cool because I just love the personality in, in this book. And I know harmony is going to be the same way, but first things first, everyone should get the roughest day. And Jared has already volunteered to drive his booty around and sign your book. So let's do it. Yes. Yes, please. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jared. Have a great day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It was awesome. All right, here we go, girl. You get it. Hi, my name is Addison, and I'm going to read you The Roughest Day. 
So it's written by Jared Zank. There you go. <laughs> and illustrated by Allison Ogen. And before you start reading, Ad, can you tell them who Mr. Jared is? How do you know him? Mr. Jared is at the bus stop. Awesome. Okay, let's go. Let's get it. Sweet. Thank you, Ad. Once upon a time, there was a puppy named Winston who lived on a farm. On this farm lived many other puppies who, like him, were waiting for a boy or girl to come pick them to come pick them up and take them to their forever home to be with. Winston watched as day after day the puppies were adopted and adopted and he was passed over. This made him sad, so Winston came up with a plan. He knew that over the creek, through the fields, and beyond the hill was a town that full of boys and girls there would be one little boy or girl looking for a puppy like him. So Winston set off to, for his, to his forever home. First, he came to the creek. It was not very wide. He saw a log that would allow him to cross from one side to the other. Winston got halfway across and slipped. Sploosh! He fell right in. He paddled his way across. No, no, he... Doggy paddled. Doggy paddled across the across and pulled himself and pulled himself out of the creek. Winston's fur was now wet and muddy. He this did not bother him, though the little boy or girl Winston knew wouldn't Winston's new home wouldn't mind if he was a little dirty. After a few minutes. Winston arrived at the field. It was full of beautiful, beautiful flowers and butterflies. Right away, he began to chase the butterflies. He could not pass an opportunity to have that much fun. When, when he was done, Winston realized that his fur was not only wet and muddy, he also had burrs all over it. Those actually kind of hurt. I'm sure that my little boy or girl would just brush me during a bath and not mind the burrs in my fur, Winston thought. After a short walk came to the bottom of the hill, they found a big hollow log that determined, determined a puppy's investigation. Winston entered the hollow log and heard a funny sound, that, and that funny sound was followed by a Horrible smell. Oh no, thought Winston, a skunk. He looks cute. Winston ran out of log and straight up the hill as fast as he could. When he reached the top, he could see the little town he was looking for. The cute little determined puppy. Winston forgot all about the trouble he had encountered and ran straight for the town. When he got there, he found a sidewalk. It was very hot in his paws, and he, and he stepped on bubblegum. Winston noticed a gentleman who, who he thought might be able to help him with these stinky, stinky situations. When he walked up, the man looked at him after noticing foul odor. 
Ah, get out of here, you stinky dog. This frightened Winston. And he ran away. Poor Winston. Winston was so sad he thought he thought to himself, everything has gone wrong. This has been the roughest day ever. He wanted to cry. As he walked down the sidewalk, he looked up and noticed a little girl walking towards him. She had a big rip in her pants and food stains on her clothes. Her hair was a mess and twigs and leaves. She had tears running down her face. Listen that. This little girl looks like she's having a much rougher day than I am. He, so he ran to try to cheer her up. Little girl saw Winston with his muddy fur covered in purse. She smelled his stinky smell. He noticed the gum stuck on his paw. He also noticed his sad face. The little girl scratched Winston again. You look like you are having a much worse day than I am. Little girl took Winston home. She removed his burrs and washed his fur and picked the gum out of his paw. He was such a handsome puppy now. Grateful Winston looked the girl's face and was prepared to be on his way to find his new home. When something very wonderful and unexpected happened, little girl picked Winston up and asked, Would you like to stay with me and make this your home? Winston wagged his tail excitedly. I guess that means yes, giggled the girl. As Winston lay his fluffy new bed that night, he thought of all the bad about his day and all the bad things that happened. Falling into the creek, getting covered in burrs and a stinky skunk and being yelled at by the grumpy man. He realized that the bad things that happen can sometimes lead to much better things, even wonderful things. Before he could close his eyes, before he closed his eyes, he thought this was not the roughest day ever. This was the best day ever. Thank you for listening to The Roughest Day and written by Jared Zink and illustrated by Allison Uther. Bye! Thank you for listening to Making Changes You Love to Live With Podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. It's completely free. And share this with a friend. You never know when you could just make their day. All of this is free. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you next week.